Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everybody? I'm Colps with a pumpkin. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complaints. All one word. Great to see y'all again this week. My name's Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. I wanted to be on top of it, so y'all didn't yell at me for waiting. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. You don't get congratulations for doing your job. <laughs> well then <laughs> I uh, remember on earlier this week when I said that we'll see Molly on Thursday um that's a lie uh she she had to go so no Molly just rocking with the three of us again and it is content day it is content day the glorious so, world of content shall we jump into it we shall Aaron saw Venom. Yeah, I saw Venom. Uh, overall, very fun movie. The first act was terrible. Um, oh, yeah. But the second and third acts were pretty good. I had a fun time seeing it, except for the part where I tried putting my watch in movie theater mode, and I accidentally pinged my phone and then smashed my lock button a few times and called 911 by accident in the middle of a movie theater. But other than that, it was fun. I've I enjoyed the, it. I've done the pinking my phone before. <laughs> yeah, I got the new Apple Watch this week, and the first thing I, that I did was rearrange those icons because you can do it now. And I put the ping my phone icon at the very bottom so that I don't accidentally touch it. That's smart. I need to do that. Um, What did you think of Michelle Williams' wig? I don't know. I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> All people with hair look the same to me, Colby. You know this. Well, it was, a, it was a wig, so we don't know what's under there. Like I said, I wasn't specifically looking for it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's just, this guy is real bad. Um, I, I believe you. It's not a good wig. It was like season one Game of Thrones Danny kind of wig. This wasn't good. Not good at all. Um... What other questions do I have for you? Um, you said the first act was long. It, I, I just didn't understand what was going on because I don't know Venom. And I, I'm not in the comic book universe. So I didn't really know what was going on. And it was just boring because it wasn't about Venom. It was well, about the, well, like it was, but yeah, n- well, nothing happened. What I was going to say is that it's this 
origin for Venom is slightly different than the most comic book origins, where in the comics, uh, Venom comes down from space and bonds with Spider-Man, bonds with Peter Parker first. And that's how he gets the black spider in the middle of his chest that he doesn't have in this movie. Um, and that's how he gets like the, his shape is because he was bonded with uh, Peter Parker first. And then the symbiote leaves Peter and goes to Eddie Brock. Um, so it was like one more step to get where we were today. Um, yeah. Also, do you know the time scale of this movie? Because it confused me. Did it take that woman six months to get on a plane in the airport? Uh, you know, in the be- yeah. remember the beginning of the movie, it was like six months ago, and this all this happened, and then I just assumed all that stuff was happening six months ago, and then the girl gets on a plane, then to get off the plane, yeah, and, and infects. Yeah, so is how how long did it take her to get a plane? <laughs> Is <laughs> what I'm wondering. They're in an alternate universe where flying on a plane is like riding on the prairie from Ohio to Oregon. <laughs> they were on the trip for sure. Uh, out of ten, what would you give it? I'd probably give it a seven. It was a fun movie. I'd see it again, but I'll sleep through the first act next time. <laughs> you know where to skip through. Um, Maverick, you saw, or you played some of AC Odyssey. Yes, I did. I had, That was one of my first pre-orders I made with my first working paycheck for Assassin's Creed. Have y'all, are y'all big fans of the series? Have y'all played it that much? I've never played it. I've played some of it. Um, I guess I'm not a huge fan. There aren't a lot of the Assassin's Creed games that I, like, go back and love syndicate was the only one that i'm like this is of the ones that i played that i'm like i really really enjoy this so absolutely that's actually one of my favorites too and at this point i mean game for game is probably my favorite series of all time at this point because this is just one that i'm always getting the game every year no matter what Um, and I've, i've played every single game since this came out and this game is a lot like origins have y all played assassin's creed origins um, I gave up about 75% of the way through because I just, I did not care anymore. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite. Absolutely. Now, it, like, the big thing with that, and there was a lot of gameplay hours needed in Origins. And it, it definitely, like, wore down on the, any kind of game player. And it's no different, I don't think, in this. But I feel like the the stories and the missions that you do in this one, while some of them are tedious and still a little bit inconsequential in terms of like sometimes it's just like go pick some some of this and bring it back to this person but in terms of like i really enjoy the story of this um and so i believe david was the one that's saying he was on the fence about getting it um mm-hmm. for anyone it is i mean if you have played origins in the past uh it is very much like origins and it's a similar world so origins took place uh in egypt Whereas this is taking place in the Greek world uh, during the Peloponnesian War. So this is around 20 years after the Battle of Thermopylae, otherwise known as the 300 Battle with Leonidas. Um, And Leonidas actually plays a huge role in this story. Um, 
their character actually has the broken spear of Leonidas that they wield as they're going through. You're able to pick the two characters, uh, the male character, Alexios, or the female character, uh, Cassandra. Um, I really like that. It's a really great choice. And the good thing is, like, it doesn't change really the aspect of the game at all. So it lets you really be your own player. But Hmm. it's a lot of hours, like... I've put in a lot of time, and I have finished like the main storyline with Alexios. Like the, like there's a lot of. Sto- I'll leave this like without spoiling anything. There's a lot of sto- the main storyline has to do with his family, and his lineage. Um, without saying too much, now there's an overarching story though, that I'm still working on. But I'm easily probably going to put in about thirty to forty hours just in the main storyline, and I'm still not going to be finished with the whole game. So it's definitely a game that's going to bring you back for more and continue with content. And that's something that Ubisoft has been talking about where they're going to have contact or new content over the next year to keep players coming back. Um, and that's definitely something that Assassin's Creed requires. Like you were saying, Colby, you know, with the previous Assassin's Creed games that um, not all of them have been ones where you go back and do something new where, because it sort of gets to the point at the very end where if you have all the gear, if you are max level, and there's really nothing left to do. There's really no reason to go back because otherwise you're just playing in a big sandbox. If you wanted to fight people, you can, but mm-hmm. it can get a little redundant. Gotcha. So you mentioned that this is probably like game for game your favorite video game series. I definitely would say so. I mean, back in high school, it was very much like the Halo series, Call of Duty, but those very much died off. But in terms of like, I have got this game from this series every single year. It has been Assassin's Creed is undisputed in terms of like I have gotten every single game. I played the first game in 2007. I have played every game that has came out since then, and it always draws me back. And the weird thing was like last year's game was literally called Assassin's Creed Origins, which was about the how the assassins began as an organization, and yet they go even further back and still find a way to integrate uh, the creed and the overall lore into the storyline. For me, I want to transition just into something slightly different, but for me, the story of Assassin's Creed of all the games got a little too convoluted for me. Now, there (laughs) there have been points, and I think what makes it convoluted is that it, it takes historical fiction and also historical fantasy to a very much extreme and it very much blends those two worlds. And so it can make a very convoluted story. And like they're trust me, they're like some of the storylines, especially once you get into the supernatural stuff about, you know, beings that have created the world beforehand. And at least in this storyline, um, there was a lot of stuff that really confused gamers and fans of the game and like the certain decisions that they made, like, Spoiler, if you haven't played the game yet... Are you talking about the Desmond, the Desmond the, games? The Desmond, and they even like linked uh, 2012 uh, into the oh. story about like Doomsday being on December 21st, 2012. I forgot that that happened. <laughs> and so, like, I definitely understand your point there. But I think they're doing a really good job of honing it in there and knowing what they're trying to put off. And so they're do- I think they're doing a better job of tapping into the mythology... So, in this time, there potentials. There's minotaurs uh, in sculptures. 
You know, we have Cyclops. We have Medusa being talked about. Uh, all sorts of things like that. And so that they're just doing a better job of tapping into the mythology in a way that doesn't make it convoluted with reality. So, let's... Aaron, do you have a favorite game series of all time? Um... I know you're not as big of a gamer as... The rest yeah, of I'm not really... Outside of the sports games, I don't really play series games that often. Gotcha. Oh, two things. Um, there's, like, new abilities in this game. If, you, if anyone who has played Assassin's Creed, the two games you have to do... Number one, they have... You're able to have a Spartan kick. And when I mean Spartan kick, I mean this is Sparta kick. Like... I don't know how much enjoyment you all you can find like bad guys on tops of mountains and you can literally send them. And it is the most entertaining thing in the entire world. Cause I mean, you literally send them and you have all these other abilities that you can attach and like, and it gets almost mythical and like the powers that you have where you can like slam the spear into the ground and blow people off the sides of roofs and whatnot. Um, like I said, it's they're Honing in while making it very entertaining. Nice. Nice. So, I think for me, my my favorite game series of all time would probably be Ratchet and Clank. Where the only Ratchet and Clank game I have problems with is Deadlocked. Because it's not as much a game as it is a series of events that you go through. Um, but I would say that my highest highs in a game are probably Kingdom Hearts. Um, there are some parts, I haven't played the whole series because there's too many games that on systems I don't have. And that story is so convoluted. I watched a hour long story breakdown of Kingdom Hearts and I still, because I haven't played all the games. And I still have like a seventy percent understanding of the lore of this series. So, and we—I already discussed that. I would have liked Kingdom Hearts more, but I got stuck in Tarzan Land, and I had nowhere to go, <laughs> and so I just—I quit. I gave up. It's um, I—I I still think that Kingdom Hearts one and two are very good games. Um, not Birth by Sleep is not the game I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of Dream Drop, Drop Distance either. Can y'all vamp for a second? Absolutely. Nope. Aaron, why don't you play games? I don't know. I just, I'm busy. You and play I, NCAA? Yeah, I play NCAA, but I like games where I can just pick up and put down. I feel like if I try and get really invested into a story, it's hard to just pick up and put down, or to play it for four hours one week and not play it for three months. Whereas Madden, I can just play two games and I'm satisfied. Sure. I don't know. It's understandable. If I had more time, I would play games. I just, mm. it's not a priority for me to make time to do that. It was Birth by Sleep is the game I was thinking of. Um, I think that those three are like the top of the series. At least gameplay wise, because of couple of them are like card-based RPGs and some weird stuff. But, like, I'm sure David is too really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Really excited to see what Square Enix does there. So, yeah. 
But uh, on top of games, like, what is your favorite gaming company? Uh, Naughty Dog. I like Naughty Dog. They have done Uncharted. They did The Last of Us. They did um, Jack and Daxter. Oh, big fan of Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a while it seemed like Rockstar was mine just because with GTA, now they have Red Dead Redemption and with Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out. I mean, they've for the most part, they've always controlled at least the open world sandbox kind of games like that. But at least in the past couple of years, and especially with just more and more that I like Assassin's Creed, it looks like Ubisoft might be my starting to be my favorite because I play Assassin's Creed, all the Assassin's Creed games. They do Far Cry, which I've become a big fan of. Uh, they also do The Division, which I became a fan of in the, over the summer. Picked up that game. And they have such a big grasp. Like, they have studios, like, worldwide, and a very big cast. So they have a wide-reaching uh, genres with their games. Yeah. Ubisoft, um, all of their games have a very specific look. Like, it, when you see a, a, a Ubisoft game, you're like, that is definitely a yep. Ubisoft game. I, I very much agree with that. Yeah. Um... Let's talk. So Molly was going to talk about Big Mouth. I have not watched more since we last talked. Have either of y'all? I haven't watched any. I finished the season. Oh, cool. You want to talk about it? I've, sure. I've heard that it's better than the first. I think the first season did a really good job of just establishing the identity of what kind of humor they're tapping into and the kind of topical genres they're covering. Over the course of, you know, this it's all about puberty, you know, uh, youth going through middle school and high school, things of that nature. And it continues to delve into that. And I think it, I think it does do a better job of um, addressing those things and continuing to bring up more and more relatable content about growing up and people. And so there's always something that someone can be like, hey, yep, I, something along those lines happened to me. So yeah, it's funny. It's very funny. There's, and it's a lot of raunchy stuff. If you like raunchy humor, this is your kind of show. I'll check out the rest of the season and get back to you. Um, you want to call a quick audible? Is that something we should do? I don't think we have an audible today, but you know, still got to do the ad read. Unless y'all come up with something while I'm doing the ad read. Read that ad. <laughs> uh, this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you listeners of Never Made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Atwood. Through Audible, you can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. Stumble there a little bit. I got nothing. <laughs> Thanks. Matt, have you got anything? I tried. 
to Riverdale. What state is Riverdale in? They never said. It's either New York or California, though, I think. Is it? I thought, because I thought Veronica moved from New York. I'm pretty sure her family's from New York City, for sure. Yeah. Because Riverdale seems too rural slash suburban to be in New York. Could be upstate. Yeah, I think it's either in upstate New York or northern California. To be in North Carolina. (laughs) Gets too cold too quickly to be North Carolina. Hey, I mean, the seasons change every episode there, so it's not like it's a big thing. (laughs) True. Season you three get did started start with the episode, or you want me to get started? Yeah, feel free. You go ahead. Okay, so I texted Maverick after I watched that episode. I legitimately considered quitting Riverdale after the episode. I'm not <laughs> quitting it yet, but I feel like I just wasted an hour. Um, first of all, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the episode, get out now. Colby, so. do you want us to? Do you want to just unplug for a minute? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll signal when it's all good. Cool. You might have to text me because I might be doing stuff on different screens. Okay. Actually, no. Never mind. I'll just keep you up. Okay. So, um, yeah, I felt like I yeah. If you've not watched, come back. Like, move the move your time stamp up a little bit. I feel like I wasted an hour. The trial. I didn't see the plea deal coming, but. I knew it was going to be a dumb outcome from the very start. I knew he wasn't going to be guilty. Also, major conflict of interest. Your mom cannot represent you in court. Are you sure she can't? I feel like she couldn't go against you, but I don't know if she can't represent you. I feel like it's a conflict of interest to have a, to have any related person represent you in court. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. And that's why I didn't like the episode. I didn't want it to be a law drama. I didn't want it to be supernatural like the end, which is a different thing to talk about. I want dun, dun. teen drama. I want shirtless Cole Sprouse, KJ Appa, and I forget the other two of the core four's names. I want the four of them. I want them swimming more. That's what I watch Riverdale <laughs> for. Teen drama and shirtless <laughs> core four. And I'm not afraid to admit it. See, that is where we differ. Um, they've They've always tapped into that. And the weird thing is these are supposed to be high schoolers, but I guess this does yeah. happen all the time. I will but say that it's weird that they do it as high schoolers. They're, tw- they're 25-year-olds trying they're to act like They're all 25, and they're all hot. See, there was just a little too much skin for me in this episode. I don't know what it was, but... And it was just like... It was almost as if they were like legitimately purposely doing it, too. Because like it was in almost every scene there was something. and But, hey... It's comic books, so it's supposed to be. I feel like if this wasn't the season premiere, I wouldn't have disliked it. But it was just a lot for the premiere, and I feel like they wrapped up everything that I criticized Riverdale about into one episode. I think the big thing was be, being the first episode, and they tried to tie up a lot of the loose ends with the really main stories last year. I mean, we still have the line with... Um, the Lodge family, um, you know, battling with um, and trying to get take over Riverdale, of course. Um, so they uh, they were just trying to establish so many storylines that it started getting all over the place. 
Yeah. Like the stuff at the end? Uh, I don't even know where that's going. I felt like it wasn't horrible going up until the plea deal. Then from there, like, I was expecting something. I was expecting an awful result from the trial, like just something anticlimactic. Like where I was just going to be like, this is a waste of time. And from the plea deal on, it went downhill because why do you not consult your legal counsel, first of all? Second of all, what was the ending? Yeah. That's my biggest beef with the episode is I get that it's setting up a Sabrina the Teenage Witch crossover, but... If I want to watch that, I'm going to watch Stranger Things or I'm going to watch American Horror Story. And I already watched one of those. That's understandable. Or I'll watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Now, just logistically, like, in his, now, did he agree to just two years in juvie or was it not his sentence plus two years? No, it's time served plus two years in juvie. Okay. And that's another thing is what kind of plea deal is that? If you think he's actually guilty of murder... You're just gonna give him two years? Oh no, that that's actually very common in court. I mean, it's not like two years specifically. Well, yeah, but that well, happens a lot. Well, I I know that a plea deal is gonna get you less time, but I would think that they would do more than that. If you yeah, actually I mean, think he's guilty, if he pleads guilty. Now, so a lot of times, especially in like court, just wanting to get the case over with, and knowing full well if somebody did or didn't something, but trying to get them on a plea deal, um, it's them more or less weighing the risk of, if I, whatever reason, get convicted, it's going to be a lot worse. So might as well take this extremely reduced sentence and just get it over with and maybe do an appeal or something like that, which they, when they were, were getting at with him. That's fair. What did you think about the magic? Yeah, I, d- I don't know where the world that's going. That, mm, I don't know. I feel like there's enough going on already that they don't need that. And I was seeing, like, they were having a conversation like this where this was coming out. This is originally from a comic book series, the Archie comic book series. And that's sort of like getting what you're kind of doing, the tones where it's like the teen drama, you know. Like everybody's shirtless and whatnot, and it's because they're trying to emulate like a cartoonish like character. Like in cartoons, people look like they have magnificent physiques and whatnot. Yeah, and trying to emulate that, and so and people. I saw a conversation where like, well, it makes average viewers look bad because it's not mimicking real out real high schoolers and real people, I guess per se. Yeah. I just, I don't like that they have the untouched Lodge family storyline, the magic storyline now, and the trial storyline, when you know that they're going to introduce at least two more storylines within the season, so that means at least two of the five are going to go untouched. Unless they have, like, two intermissions and Unless they have, like, a 25-episode season... There's, That's going to be uh, there, a doozy. Yeah, there are just going to be things that go abandoned. 
Well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. This one episode, we'll see how everything comes. Yeah, now, I'm being maybe way they'll too, start I'm focusing being, on. I'm being way too negative right now, and I will admit that. But <laughs> I'm not very optimistic about Riverdale after this week. All right, we're going to bring him back. Yeah, let me wave. Okay, I think he's coming back. We're all good, Colby. Cool. Um, did you get all your all your stuff you wanted to say? Yes. Very nice. Um, the Flash came back this week. All the CW shows came back this week. Um, I watched The Flash. I didn't get around to Riverdale, obviously, or Supergirl, which are the other shows that I watch. Uh, but The Flash came back this week, and I thought it was good. I, this season is taking an interesting turn um, as far as what they're doing with characters, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, the Flash is probably the most melodramatic show that I watch, but I like it. I think it's fun. So I'm going to keep watching it, even when it gets really convoluted, because Barry doesn't know how to stop messing with the timeline. But... You know what? We're going to keep rocking with it. I also, today, a couple hours ago, started watching The Romanoffs. Um, have y'all heard about it? Watched it? I have not. Briefly heard about it, but not com- fully aware of the synopsis. So, The Romanoffs is a show on Amazon Prime Video. And it is a anthology show different than American Horror Story because in this one every episode is a different story Um, where it's kind of like an 80 90 minute movie every episode Um, all the stories center around different heirs of the Romanov family um, the Russian Romanov family and what they're up to these days it's gotten mixed reviews. It has a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I personally don't know how I feel about it yet. This episode that I'm watching now, it this only has two episodes out. They're coming out with episodes every week. The first episode had Aaron Eckhart, who was Two-Face, Harvey Dent, in um, the Chris Nolan Batman films. Which was interesting. This one has Corey Stoll, who was he was in how he was Russo, Peter Russo in House of Cards. Okay, yep, yeah, he's the main one there. So it has some big names in it. Uh, there's also Christina Hendricks is going to show up. Uh, looking for other names I recognize, other people whose names I recognize that I don't quite remember what they're in. Adele Anderson whose name sticks out to me, and I don't quite know why. But yeah. Um, Yeah, the Romanovs. Looks interesting, question mark. Um, I'm going to stick with it for a while to see how I feel about it. Um, It might be a touch too pretentious for my taste, but uh, coming from me, um, which is saying something. (laughs) And so we'll see how that goes. Also, uh, last thing for me. I saw A Star is Born. Um, have y'all... Are y'all going to see it? Thinking about seeing it? What's it about? It's the Lady Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper film. 
Oh, yes. um, I probably won't see it. It is the musical film from Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, directed by Bradley Cooper. Um, in his feature film debut, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Lady Gaga is going to win an Oscar. That that's the first thing I'll say. She was amazing in this. It's probably going to win Oscar for best original song for The Shallows, which if you've seen the um, seen the trailers or any of the memes, it is that um, the one with Lady Gaga singing that riff in the bridge of the song. That's the shallow or that's Shallows, and that's going to to win this Oscar for best um, original song. Uh, is going to be nominated for best picture. I really enjoyed it. I, it's long. You definitely feel the length. Um, I was listening to one podcast yesterday, Fighting in the War Room, and they one of the people said, uh, I think it could have been about 20, 30 minutes longer. No, it, <laughs> it's exactly as long as it needs to be, and I don't think I'd want to cut anything, but it's really good. Lady Gaga can sing. Bradley Cooper can sing. Surprisingly, all the singing in the movie is done live. Um, at the insistence of Lady Gaga, and um, our boy Rocket Raccoon got some got some pipes on him. <laughs> yeah, so I recommend it. It a uh, content warning for um addiction and depression, but it is. I think it's worth a watch. Again, it's a it's the third time they've re- it's a remake of a remake of a original movie. It's the fourth version of A Star is Born. And I don't know. I really like it. Very much a fan. Good job, Bradley Cooper. Good job, Lady Gaga. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, uh, who's also in this movie for a whole five minutes. But it's, uh, it's one of the better five minutes of the movie. So I like it. liked it a lot. Yeah. Anything else before we get out of here? I actually had something I, I thought about just now. Um, so I guess the three of us, and I'm sure David included, we we're pretty good fan, fans of The Office, would you say? It's a pretty good show. Yes. So yeah. did y'all see the uh, Steve Carell interview this week? No. Wait, so I, I missed I that question. Exactly what did you say? Did you, see, did you hear about the Steve Carell interview this week? No. Um, I, it might have been Entertainment Weekly. I cannot or maybe Variety. Um, so Steve Carell, uh, Michael Scott himself, was interviewed this week, and they were talking about Office. You know, in the last month, so they've had all these fake things about the Office is going to get rebooted, and they're going to bring it back in some capacity. And that, you know, from the first day, he's always said that he will not be coming back as Michael Scott. And he definitely had some interesting comments um, about the show as a whole, and definitely a lot of validity to it. And he's like. Not only do I want it to, I don't, he doesn't care for it to be rebooted right now, because in his eyes, um, he can only he can't even imagine if that show at all came back at this in this day and age, because he's like, because of all of the inappropriate and vulgar humor that was in the original show, if that if it if the office came out now, um. It would not be an acceptable show on air. The diversity training episode does not happen in 2018. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, 
I just thought it was very interesting comments. I mean, and I, I think there's a lot of validity to it, but and I guess that goes to the changing of the times. Um, but in yet, it's still one of the most popular series of all time. And yet, in this day and age, when we recognize, you know, the offensiveness of some of the things said, we still continue to watch the show. Was it all that offensive, though? There are some of it, and even he himself's like, he's like, the whole my whole character and everything I did, it was the point of being like a, uh, a hopelessly um, oblivious racist misogynist and so homophobic, forth. <laughs> like homophobic person. He's like, I did that on purpose because that was humorous at the time, and so at least the intent was to be offensive, but it, more or less though to identify in a lot of ways there is some aspect of Michael Scott in every kind of job in the country or in the world. There's a boss that has at least one of those traits. I, I've heard similar things about how I met your mother. I have not seen how I met your mother, but from I've, from what I've heard of people that have the people that watched it live and then went back and watched it again as a series. Um, that a lot of the things that some of the characters do are um, we now see as emotionally abusive because they were. Um, so I think it's interesting for sure how the new context of, you know, what we know about diversity and inclusion, how that shapes how we view old media, but also the, contextualization of all those things of a time capsule of what was acceptable <laughs> yes um back then like have you seen like did have y'all seen friends yes i saw a couple episodes there are some there are some a lot of jokes and friends that would not fly today like and that's just, in a lot of shows and movies, just in, in the re- – and I mean, I, of course, the, the changing of the times. But then that's mm-hmm. what I was getting to. Like, had The Office came out in 2018, it probably would have been canceled by season one just because of Diversity Day alone. Whereas we, as a society, is very conscious of the offensiveness of, of things and inappropriate actions and things like that. But we can still go back and watch it and not feel that same – I guess, offensiveness towards it. Now, I do think that there is a version of Diversity Day that can be made in 2018 and it still be funny. But I don't think that that episode can live in today's context. But and, yet, I, and like I said, like it's one of the most popular Office episodes of all time, which is the crazy thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I do think that one. I don't want the office rebe- rebooted. I don't want a lot of things rebooted. How much? What time are we at? I'm keeping track, kind of, because there's a lot of stuff that's not on here, or not a lot of stuff, but something else related to reboots that I wanted to to talk about. No, I mean, people naturally want to bring stuff back, like um, Nardog said at the last episode. You know, I wish somebody told me we were in the good days and. And not until after they're gone. And so, bringing back the show, people just want to go back to the good old office days watching 
the 20 minute episode every week. I think you can make a version of the office today that still has the same heart. Um, but the only version of the office I want to see is one that is um, ran by Mike Sure, um, who is Moe's on mm-hmm. the office. Um, cause he was, Mike Sure was a writer producer, um, writer and producer on the office. And I think his mind is incredible. I want to see him do a lot of things. Um, he wrote Nosedive? Oh, wow. Okay, sorry. I just learned that. <laughs> that Mike Schur, uh wrote the episode Nosedive of Black Mirror. The um, Bryce Dallas Howard um, rating people episode of Black Mirror. Um, so, yeah. If Mike Schur is a part of it, I'm all in. If not, I, you can keep it. Um, did y'all see the Aladdin teaser? I did. What of it? Shocker, I did not. <laughs> I I <laughs> want Disney to do something they haven't done before. And, like, the Aladdin movie's probably going to be fine. But I don't need another Aladdin. The first Aladdin's perfectly fine. I can watch it right now and be as entertained as I was when I was a kid. I don't need another Aladdin. Now, unfortunately, I think we're getting to this point where it seems like we're they're running out of ideas and they're just remaking stuff. But it still sells, so I guess until... It stops selling. They're not going. They're they're just going to keep making remakes every twenty years of stuff, as, yeah. as, as there's a whole new crop of actors to take on the parts. But I mean, is I'm that is that just like a lack of creativity in the film business, or is it just capitalizing on the nostalgia of old films? Uh, Lindsay Ellis is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite Twitter follows, and she tweeted today. Bob Iger, by the way, is like one of the heads of Disney. And she tweeted, what will you remake, Bob Iger, when there is nothing left to remake? (laughs) Oh, they'll remake something. I swear, one day they're going to remake Star Wars. Yeah, they will. It's coming. a A New Hope remake is coming. Like, holy crap. Even though some might argue that um, the Force Awakens was the um, New Hope reboot, <laughs> Re- or that, I guess it was a reboot, but it touche. Of... It's more a touché. spinoff <laughs> than a reboot. It's, it's more of a reboot than a spinoff. I think. I mean, I think it's a hybrid because it's not a. I'm... It's not a remake, but it is a reboot. That's fair, and I think that those are conflated a lot of the time. Perhaps these are all remakes. The Mary Poppins movie, that's a reboot. The one that's coming in December is a reboot. Also didn't know that was coming. Yeah, there's a new Harry, there's a new Mary Poppins coming. <laughs> because Disney can't stop. You can't they can't stop <laughs> making things that were already made. Cuz like um, I said it's selling. Yeah. And you know what? Aladdin is going to sell. Actually, let's what did Christopher Robin make? I'm not sure how big of a cuz I feel like 
a wave of people saw Christopher Robin and they were like, don't do it, guys. It wasn't good. And the people didn't go see it. So Christopher Robin had a budget of $70 million. It made 180 So, yeah, it made money. It definitely made money. But, hmm. I don't know. That was the last thing that I had. I got nothing more. Maverick? I'm good. Cool. We had a long sports episode, so we'll keep this one a little bit shorter. It's going to be the same length as all all the other ones. I want to hear what everybody else, all the viewers think about, especially the office stuff and what they think about that changes and stuff. I definitely want to see some feedback on that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Join the conversation. Um, and I'll let you know how to do that. But first, you can find us at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating or a review and a review, either one or both. I prefer both. Um, you can do that on iTunes, anything you like or didn't like, for sure. Let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Let us know what you think of The Office and the Disney reboots and whatever they talked about with Riverdale. Uh, thank you for Audible to, uh, for sponsoring the show. 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.